Welcome to another episode of Bear Books with me, Daisy Ray. And me, April Berry. Today, we are reviewing a book of April's choosing, which actually turned out to be really rather good. <laughs> it's called Daniel and Eric's Superfab Ultimate Wedding Checklist. And it was written by K.E. Belladonna or Belladone, Belladone, Belladon, Bella. Make your mind up. I'm going with, because there's no accent on the end, I'm going with Belladon. A. But there's an E, so it should be Belladone. But it's got a double N. Yeah, but the O, an E at the end of a, of a, of a word means that you pronounce If it was the... double N, A, it would be Donna. Yeah, but it's an E, so Belladone. why are we even having this conversation? <laughs> Mind you, by the time anyone's actually typed in the title of the book, it'll be irrelevant because there'll only be one with that title. And the other thing is we've got to remember that we are reviewing a book that actually was released in 2016. So it's been out there quite a while and about a lot of people have read it. We picked it up as part of our LGBTI plus season for the Bear Books podcast. We did. So this story, it follows our two main characters, Daniel and Eric, from their first meeting through dating and falling in love. They love each other so much they decide to get married. This story, it joins the two of them and their weirdly unhelpful wedding app on the road to certain doom. The rest you will need to find out for yourself when you read the book, because I'm not about to give out spoilers. Well, I don't know. I think we're going to give a few out, actually, if I'm uh, brutally honest about it. You are good at brutal. I'm very good at brutal, aren't I? Yeah, I'm I'm renowned for it and applauded for it. Applauded? Sorry, what? In some circles, I'm applauded for it. Oh, yeah. What circles are they? Have you joined some clubs underground or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think of it? It was funny. It was infuriating. But I've got to say that I found it a bit typical. Did you? Yeah, I did. So the two characters were fairly stereotypical, I thought. I mean, Daniel was a lunatic. He was a creative genius. He was a lunatic. (laughs) And he was, he just had absolutely no self-confidence whatsoever. And and he was, his life became ruled by that blasted app. Yeah, deciding to get married didn't do them any favours at all, really. I think the app just put him under immense pressure. Or he let it put him under immense pressure. I think he let it put him under immense pressure. I mean, that app was just crackers. It really was. Yeah. Every time you fill in a list, it gives you another list with 67 sub-lists and 5,000 tasks to do. And what made me laugh was all the messages that his mother left on left on it. And she just wrote them like she were writing him an email. Instead of just leaving him a little succinct message. Yeah, she did. I mean, in terms of that app, algorithms, apps and things you put into to things like that. I think there were bits of it where it picked up on what Daniel's mother had said in the email. You think the app was that intelligent? I think the app was that intelligent or the writer was made the app that intelligent. Yeah, most probably in real life it's not that intelligent. I wonder if there is an app like that in real life. Well, I'm not looking. <laughs> There's bound to be a wedding planners app. Yeah. I mean, welcome to Aurora, your digital life planner. Really? Yeah. Get a file of facts. A what? What decade is this? 
Thank you for choosing our ultimate wedding planning app. I mean, you know, reading through what the damned app does, I'd have lost the bloody will to live by the time I'd got halfway through it. Have a great day, Daniel. Happy planning, Aurora. I don't think so, no. No. It was exhausting, that app. Ridiculously exhausting. Yeah. I'd have struggled with it. I'd have called off the wedding. What, because of an app? I'd have done a Daniel. I did write a review on Goodreads when I'd finished reading it because I was so happy that I'd got to the end and it was as good at the end as it was at the beginning. And I was like, oh, thank goodness that I thought I'd write a review on Goodreads. Do you want me to read it, yeah? Give us your review. What did you say? The two main characters, Daniel and Eric, they weren't just well-written. They were friends of mine. I felt like I knew them. So while I was reading this book, I felt like I was a fly on the wall watching my two very good friends living their lives. The ups and the downs and the stupid mistakes and the rows and the love and the way they perfectly balanced out each other's lives in a non-glib way that still included all of the staggeringly stupid arguments and the faltering love that made them so human. It's not a long story. It didn't take me long to read it, but I'm glad I did. There wasn't a single character in this story that was out of place. And while Daniel's past was alluded to, and his family history told in a perfectly balanced and blended family dinner, it never got in the way of our very real love story. Oh, and that app would have driven me insane too. Right, so you just said something there about Eric and Daniel being balanced. Yeah. What, on the ends of a seesaw? One at one end and one at the other? No. When the app wasn't in the equation, i.e. before they decided to get married, (laughs) they were perfectly balanced. Eric is very organised and lived in this teeny tiny apartment stroke flat that came with his job, really. But he collects comics and stuff like that. And so it was organised but full because it was very small space. And Daniel is very creative and artifarty, and I can relate to that. And a little bit more disorganised. You see, my first impressions of Daniel when I read the book was he was a pompous arsehole. Oh, it's lovely. That was my first impression. So the first chapter of the book made me think that Daniel was a bit pompous. He loved himself. And why did he have to bother with this nerdy bloke that was sat on a settee? He was doing it as a favour to make the party go well. Yeah, but he, he didn't want to. And he made it perfectly clear he didn't want to. But he did. And aren't we glad he did? Yeah, we are. I suppose we are glad he did. Yes. Not wishing to give any spoilers away, but that was Eric. Yeah, that was Eric. There's another bit of Daniel that made me think, oh, grow up and grow a pair, mate. Oh, my life. Stop dissing my Daniel. Oh, sorry. And that was when Eric was sick. I mean, I know Daniel ended up getting sick as well, but Daniel, you know, sort of intimations of looking after him and the way he was waxing lyrical about looking after I thought that were a bit creepy. What? When he was looking after him, it was a bit creepy. He did everything for him. He gave him his cuddles and wrapped him up and kept him safe. The way the author wrote it, she wrote it, that it came across really creepy. I don't think we read the same book. Of course we read the same book. So what did you think of Eric? I quite liked Eric, actually. I thought he was a very strong character. I thought he was very sensible. 
maybe a little bit, he needed bringing out of himself a little bit, which is, I suppose, what Daniel did. So that's where you get your balance from. You don't think he was on the cold side? Because it was a lot less emotional. Yeah, but he was Swedish. What's that got to do with anything? He's not a freaking sideboard. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe he was a little bit. I think Eric. I've got visions of Eric being flat packed. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be sensible and get back to this. Right. So let me try and explain myself. You're saying that it was cold. I don't think. I said, did you not think it was cold? I was asking the question. Oh, sorry. No, I didn't think he was cold at all. I thought that Eric had a bit of a shyness about him. And he most probably was a little bit, you know, what do people think? A bit like Ross in Friends, you know, because he weren't he one of them people that played with Bones. Ross was a paleontologist. Yeah, well, he's an anthropologist. So it's kind of the same type of a, of a what's the word I'm looking for? The, the same sort of profession. Ross was as weak as dishwater. Eric is pragmatic and sensible and non-dramatic. And I liked Eric, and I thought Eric deserved better than Daniel, if I'm honest, partway through the <gasps> book. No. Yeah. Were you happy when they broke up for proper? Um, Not that for proper is a proper way of saying it. No, no, I, I kind of felt sorry for Eric because Eric, I thought Eric deserved somebody that was a little less neurotic. Daniel's not neurotic. You see, that's the way he came across to me. That was what I read into it. You're calling him creative and I've, I've gone, well, actually, I thought it was a bit neurotic. Well, don't you think that the family dinner answered a lot of questions and gave a bit of a deeper insight into Daniel's personality? His family, who love him and all they want is the best for him, all went out for dinner and ripped him a new one in front of Eric and just showed him up for the entire dinner until Eric was so beside himself, wanting to defend his Daniel, that they had to leave. He couldn't sit there and listen to it. His family are awful. No spoiler alerts. No, none whatsoever. You don't have to be the way your family make you. No, I know you don't, but... When you're sitting there witnessing it firsthand. Yeah. You see, this is where you're a lot more mushy and a lot more, what's the word I'm looking for? Perhaps mushy's not. Not mushy. Not Perhaps not mushy is not the right word, but where you're a little more. Um, thoughtful. Thoughtful. Yeah, we'll forgiving. use that word. Yeah, we'll use that word, thoughtful and forgiving. <laughs> I'm like, oh, for God's sake, just grow up, grow up here and tell your family to get lost. It did take it to heart too much. I will give you that. Yeah. But it did explain a lot too. Yeah, but I mean, he was really insecure. I mean, he, you know, when they when they had that argument, and, and we're going to listen to an excerpt of the book that I'm going to read out. I think you'll get from that that Daniel just thought things weren't that weren't there. He was he was not realistic half of the time. He he should have listened. You don't think Eric should have read the signs? What's the saying? Read the room. Yeah, well, Daniel's not a room. It's a saying. Oh, sorry. It's, is that a cliche? I don't know if it is a cliche. Read the room, love. Yeah, that, that's a cliche. And all will become apparent about that at the end of the uh, end of the episode. Okay, so let's stop disagreeing about this story then. Let's have a bit of a reading from you and then we'll see where we go from there. Okay. Your apartment is trying to kill me. Daniel said as he tried unsuccessfully to restack the boxes. Careful, Eric said. I'm trying to be careful, Eric. Daniel was annoyed. 
Eric had been cranky for days and Daniel's patience was at an all-time low. You can't just throw these around, Eric pushed past him and carefully placed one box on top of the other. You've got to get rid of these boxes. This is ridiculous. I can't shelve them until they've been catalogued. Well, catalogue them. It's been driving me crazy, you know, but my time for doing things like cataloguing has been taken up recently. Eric smiled tightly. I'm sorry, I'm taking up too much of your time. That isn't what I said. That's exactly what you said. You know I don't mean it, Daniel. No, I don't. Stop being argumentative. Eric moved quickly towards the kitchen. I am not being argumentative. Daniel's pulse sped up. You just implied that I'm taking up so much of your time that it's driving you crazy. I am happy having you take up my time, but you are driving me crazy right now. Nice. This evening has been a disaster from the start. Just Eric paused and then went to sit at his tiny kitchen table. Let's stop this and have a rational discussion. Oh, so now I'm irrational. Eric took a deep breath and blew it out explosively. He put his hands flat on the table in front of him and flexed his fingers into it. I didn't say that, he growled. You implied it. You're so caught up in what you think I'm implying. How about listening to what I'm actually saying for once? For once, Daniel wanted to laugh. This is exactly how he expected tonight to go. In fact, he'd been expecting this fight or a fight like it for weeks. Look, don't... I don't even, I don't know what to do here. I don't know how to, I just think it would be better if we, if you say spend some time apart, Daniel snarled. I don't mean I don't want. Just spit it out, Eric. If we're going to do this, let's just get it over with. Stop escalating this, just stop it. Eric raised his voice. That's not, I'm not, Christ, you're infuriating. Oh, just add that to the list of my sins. If they were going to break up, Daniel wanted it over with. I can't talk with you like this, Eric yelled so loudly, Daniel thought he could hear it echo across the apartment. So you're going to yell instead? I'm not going to talk with you like this. Eric stood up, scraped his chair back so roughly it tottered. He walked purposefully towards the door and grabbed his jacket from the hook in the hallway. Where are you going? I don't know, out. Eric slammed the door behind him. I think I might have been Daniel in a former life. What do you mean you might have been Daniel in a former life? I was very good in my heyday when I was quite volatile for causing arguments where there wasn't really one and for taking umbrage at something somebody said when they didn't mean anything like what I was implying they meant. It's just so easily done. It's so relatable. <laughs> it is actually is relatable, yes, because you do when you're in the middle of an argument. You kind of think... You don't listen to what the person's saying. You just assume that that's what they've said. I thought it quite strange that Daniel had, it was even thinking that Eric had said they were breaking up. He just told him we were infuriating and they were going out. He did say that, yeah, yeah. I think that's just testament to how low Daniel's self-esteem can be, that he's just going to assume that as soon as somebody's pissed off with him, that's it, we're done. Yeah. All over. But what have people done to him in the past for him to assume that? I mean, if if you read on a little bit, Daniel then goes into his four stages of breakup, but only actually gets to stage number two. They do make sense, though. 
when you first split up with somebody, even if you kind of do it yourself and you're not being dumped, because sometimes when you do the breaking up, you feel like you have to, like you've been pushed that way. Yeah. So you still get really upset about it because even though you're the dumper and not the dumpy. Mm. I'm not sure I like dumper and dumpy as words, but there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It kind of made me laugh when obviously Daniel realised, well, I'm going home now, which is what happened after that. And then he went to the supermarket and he bought all this stuff. He got stage one, so he he got his meal that he was going to make and he sat down at the table and he laid the table and he had this side of peas and this wine and all this. And and then he got all this stuff in the kitchen ready for stage two. So it was like he, he was planning. Yeah. I think that relates back to that stupid damned app that they were using, well, he was using, to to plan that wedding because he was planning the bloody breakup in the same way. Aurora, was it called Aurora? Aurora, I think it was called Aurora, wasn't it? Yeah, but there's an app for that. <laughs> there's an app for everything. There is, isn't there? But, yeah, I, I don't think there's an app for the stages of a breakup, if I'm honest. There should be. It'd be brilliant. The Ice Queen stage, the Weepy stage. <laughs> really? Seriously, really? Excellent. If there isn't one already, somebody should make one. I'll take credit and a cut in royalties. Thank you very much. (laughs) If anybody out there decides to make one. Let's just pause right there and let's just have a look. You're not looking for a breakup app? There is one, yes. Is (laughs) Is it? Excellent. It might be a game, actually, if I'm honest. I don't think there is a, a proper app that says, you know, a proper breakup app. Well, I don't think there is. Yeah. I mean, people have made games out of all sorts of stuff, haven't they? So what's this one? No, this this one is like about a bit of a self-care app. So, yeah, I don't think there is an app for the stages of a breakup and how to do it properly or not properly or whatever. So <laughs> perhaps i better shut up there, eh? Yeah, why don't you? Yeah. Why don't we talk about what's happening on the next episode instead? Go on then. So the next episode is in two weeks' time, as always, comes out on a Wednesday, as do all of our episodes this season. The writing prompt for the flash fiction next time is the cliché. That opens up loads of possibilities. You had plans for yours. Tell us about your plans. I've kind of started mine already, and I don't know whether I need to divulge divulge that's the word yeah divulge too much about it because i don't want everybody hopping on my amazingly fantastic ideas whatever what's what's your idea well i'm going to write a story that is just full of cliches okay so i've got a list of 25 cliches and you're going to put them all in a story and i'm going to put them all in a story yeah (laughs) i hope they just don't total up your word count (laughs) no they won't they won't Oh, there's going to be people in the story, obviously, of course. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. I don't want a list of cliches until you hit a thousand words. <laughs> yeah, I could do that, couldn't I? <laughs> no. And if anybody sends one in that is a list of cliches that eats a thousand words, we could give you fair warning. We're not going to be including it. The deadline for stories is the 8th of February. So you haven't got that long because it's already the 1st. You've got a week to get them in. How come you didn't know what date it was? Because I'm not a robot. I'm only human. Do you know what planet you're on? Most days. <laughs> Most days, yeah. Today not being one of them. You should be nice before I decide to get an app to co-host. <laughs> <laughs> it might do a better job. I bet there's an app for that. 
I'm sure there's an app with a robotic voice somewhere that you can just program in what you want it to say. Probably is. There's loads of reading apps now. Loads and loads of them. You know, some of them aren't too bad. Yeah, but none of them are as nice as me or as friendly and cuddly as I am. I'm sorry, what? What? I think I'm hallucinating. Have you had your ears swinged recently? I have, actually, and I'm still hearing weird stuff that's not true. And on that note... So we will see everybody in a fortnight. I think we need to go. (laughs) Take care of each other. Take care, everybody. See you in a fortnight. listening you can follow us on beer books and beer books pod one on social media we'd love it if you could share the podcast with your friends and thanks so much to everyone that's left us a review if you're listening today and you haven't given us a review yet please do it helps other people discover us and their new favorite indie authors we'll be back soon with more reviews and more flash fiction see you next time (laughs) 